everyone and welcome back. So this is an interview that I did in the last few weeks with Bo from Waves and Websites. Now this is a prime example of what can happen sometimes when you are creating content. So this is not a perfect interview and Bo and I both knew that as we were recording it and what happened was the, the lighting wasn't perfect and the equipment wasn't perfect and there was a lot of noise in the background because somebody decided that our interview time would be the perfect time to do some construction. So we could have canceled, but we just decided to soldier on and then I just did some creative editing, but ultimately an hour long chat that I had that was great basically got cut down significantly because the audio just didn't work out. And that happens. It doesn't mean that I should give up on the project. It just means that it's not perfect. The upside, though, is that Bo is coming onto the show in a couple of weeks to do um, a live, like a live appearance, which is really neat. And it will give me an excuse to go back and interview Bo again in the future. And I have no doubt that he is going to have plenty of updates for us. So as always, you know, listen, <laughs> listen, let me know what you think. Uh, I love getting feedback from you, um, either from the podcast or for the YouTube video. And yeah, here it is. Let me know what you think. Then I don't have to. Sure. Perfect. Yeah. No. Uh, yes, I'm Bo. Here in beautiful Honolulu, you can see kind of the background here. I grew up here in Hawaii, uh, have a beautiful family, and I do websites. Uh, work a day job as well. I work as an appraiser, real estate appraiser for the local tax office, which is, you know, <laughs> fun. Um, but other than that, yeah, got a bunch of niche websites that I build. I've been able to create some, some good passive income with them, and I recently started a YouTube channel. So that's pretty cool. And I've been on there about a month now, and it's going pretty well. Just had a video that got some pretty good traction because I bought one of John Dykstra's blogs, and uh, yeah, pretty excited. Now, I'll have to tell you, that is on my list of things to talk about. So I'm excited that, that for one, I know you, and that, two, we could actually talk about that because if it had been bought by somebody I didn't know, then I would not be able to ask all my questions. <laughs> All right, so let's start out. How did you get started in the whole niche website? I want to build a website portfolio business. Absolutely. So I've been kind of involved, build, been building websites since high school uh, for a long time now. So I guess you know, I'm 40 now, so 20 plus years. You don't have to put the, num the number on it. We can just say a while. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. So it's been, it kind of dabbled in high school and then I actually worked my first job out of college was i was the online director for a radio station group here in hawaii and that kind of um but i never built websites for myself for some reason i don't know why <laughs> learned about affiliate marketing through um, have you ever heard of wealthy affiliate yep it's been around now since i don't know 15 years and i was i was with them right in the beginning started to learn about affiliate marketing and was running radio ads to affiliate programs and that's kind of how i started and uh, for the <laughs> making the radio stations a bunch of money um, then I wandered off to Japan, forgot about affiliate marketing for a while, and then uh, started started my first website or my first my own first website back in about 2015, 2016, and uh, yeah, so kind of took off from there. So the portfolio that you have now is it primarily ads or affiliate or just a mix? It's a mix. It's mostly Amazon Associates right now. Is how it's monetized. Um, it's kind of evolved. It, it started off, I was making the bulk of the money from lead generation. 
uh, generating leads for um, kind of financial companies. But the, the one major income earner for me that I was making money from, uh, unfortunately, went under. Well, not went under, but they just closed their affiliate program during the whole COVID thing. So that kind of sucks. But at the same time, I was building up the Amazon associate income, which uh, overtook, you know, started to make, had some really good months, made ahead of $6,000 plus a month a few months ago. And, um, but yeah, right now it's about 90% Amazon associates, probably 10% ads. It's kind of how it's monetized. But that feels pretty good when you just cross the next thousand dollar mark, like getting there. I, it must feel awesome. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. It is. It's, uh, it's, it's very, uh, what's the word? Um, it's a roller coaster, you know, cause it's, I've had some good months and then recently I've had some, some bad months, you know, right before, right before I came on, uh, this interview, I was putting together my income report for last month. So I just f- finishing up the editing, finishing tags and YouTube and stuff. And this month was down to 2000 roughly. So it's comes and it goes, but I think it's back in an upward trajectory. So I'm pretty optimistic, but it's still definitely a roller coaster. <laughs> well, what would you attribute the change to? Do you know? Um, so, yeah. So basically, I, I is one of those things I talked in my last interview with Doug. I, I didn't really know. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I'm not smart enough to figure this stuff out. So it was, I kind of, it was maybe like the, the thing with, um, I, I updated the theme. Mm. of the website so that 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 might have done it there was some other things where um seasonality as well sorry i live in very noisy honolulu so i apologize okay don't even worry about it and then i I just went through an amazon site audit Mm. which kind of sucked which was really stressful but that didn't really affect the earnings it was just something that you know kind of just happened as far as traffic goes have you seen uh significant changes in traffic maybe that you're just sending fewer visitors to Amazon? Yeah, that was part of it. So, um, you know, my, my main site, the bulk of my income is from, uh, it's a, in the education niche. So mm-hmm. it's really dependent on school, school buying season. So, you know, obviously August, September is kind of the best time for that. So that was, that's part of it. So seasonality, obviously. So yeah, in August, August or September, I had about 50,000 page views. And this past month, I was down to 15,000. So it says a lot, I think. Have you taken a look at analytics, you know, today and yesterday? Because there's lots of people who are chattering about the latest broad core Google update. And there are some people who are winners who were losers before. And that's, I'm in that category. And then there are some people who were winners who are down a lot, like a lot, a lot. Have you seen any bumps or bruises yet? You know, I did notice I saw um, my namesake, John Mueller. My last mm-hmm. Um, I saw he posted that there was, you know, some, some updates and, and that sort of thing. But no, you know, I've been pretty lucky not to be affected or by any of the updates. I don't know why. I mean, maybe I'm just, again, maybe I haven't as analytical as, as I could be. But, you know, my page is pretty consistent. Yeah. Let's talk about the your experience then purchasing a site through Motion Invest and buying one of John Dykstra's sites. So can you just do some story time? And I know you have a video about it, but I haven't had a chance to watch it. And I am really curious about your experience with Motion Invest, especially when we talk about you know other um, companies that are in our space and just getting as many reps out there, people's experiences, because it's one thing when people say, oh, you know, I did this or you should do this, but then hearing firsthand what the experience was. And we know that, I mean, Motion Invest has already been 
upfront about it, that it wasn't a smooth experience for them or for anyone else because of some things that happened. And so what happened on your end? Sure. So you mean just in terms, so this is actually the second site I bought from Motion Invest. Mm -hmm. um, the first site I bought back in, uh, I think the end of August. And, and it was overall, it was a positive experience. I think they were going through some growing pains, um, just like this, <laughs> this past experience has shown, but growing pains just in terms of their communication. And so I bought the site on a Friday. I didn't hear from them until Monday. And um, the site itself had, and this was just my own due diligence. You know, it actually had been the first site that I bought, but the site I think was the reason I went into the Amazon audit was because of the site that I bought from Ocean Invest. And again, that's not their fault. That's more my, my own fault for not cleaning it up. So, but yeah, I bought a site back in August for about $2,200. That site is actually doing quite well. Um, it, you know, I bought it at 2,200. So, you know, it was at like a 30 something multiple. Um, so it was, you know, earning an average of 60 something. And now it's up to about a hundred a month. So it's, it's growing pretty excited about that. And now this last site, um, just to give you the backstory, I'm sure most of, or a lot of your watchers kind of heard about the kind of what happened where motion best basically partnered with John Dykstra to sell off a bunch of his sites. So a portfolio of eight of his sites. And, um, you know, it was, they didn't really say they were selling John Dykstra sites, but you could have kind of connected the dots that there were eight sites. John Dykstra on his newsletter was selling, he's selling eight sites. So it was kind of like, I think it, I think it might've been you and, or, um, you know, somebody you, you're interviewing. I was like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> right? So that got me really excited and I, and I knew when they were going to um, post it, which was Black Friday. So I kept refreshing their page. I actually went on their chat and I'm like, when are you going to release the sites? And they're like, soon dude, leave us alone. <laughs> um, so, and then I saw the sites go up and then they, and I, and I looked, 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 I refreshed the page, put it in my cart and then the site went down. Mm. Right. Um, and then it went back up for a bit long enough for me to buy it. And then it went back down. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, cool. You know, I scored. So I got pretty lucky with the site. I bought it for 17 something, 1770, I believe. Yeah. You were the only one who was able to buy anything that day, basically. Yeah. yeah I was a little overzealous, but you know, I, it kind of served me well, I guess, in this, in this circumstance, like, you know, kind of the, the squeaky wheel got, got the grease, right? So, um, yeah, I got the site and, uh, yeah, it's elawtalk.com. I, I posted a video about kind of the experience with buying the site. It's actually being transferred as we speak with mm. their transfer agent. So it's been, geez, over a week for it to do kind of fill out the contracts and transfer the site. Curious. So do you feel, you say it's been a week, do you feel like that is a time frame that should have been shorter? I mean, are you, are you unhappy with the time frame, or does it seem realistic based upon your previous experiences and expectations it seemed actually kind of reasonable i was my you know just from my last experience and how long it took um, their communication was a little better this time i got in a couple emails from their ceo and actually john himself had emailed me a couple times which was cool just to you know have him as a contact um, we're actually going to connect next week which i'm pretty excited about i get a little bit of his time but um yeah no it's, it was about what i what i expected to tell you the truth and just the fact of kind of what went down with their site, where it went down and, you know, they're selling seven other sites simultaneously. I just kind of, you know, no big hurry. Uh, actually, one of the big, one of the big perks of the site was, was that it came with um, AdThrive. Mm -hmm. So AdThrive is, you probably know, has a hundred thousand page view minimum. 
And this site only gets, I don't know, maybe 10,000 page views a month or something, but because it was on John's account, that was one of the really big perks of uh, purchasing. Yeah. So the site is going to get to stay with AdThrive, even though alone it wouldn't meet the AdThrive requirements? Right. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. It is. It is. And it's and the other really cool thing, too, and I just didn't, I didn't really look at it too thoroughly. I was like, oh, John Dexter's site is at a 45 multiple. That's okay because it comes with all sorts of other stuff. But it's actually earning a lot more than, than, it, than it, you know, I think they based it on like a three-time multiple, three-month multiple and you know, space it out over a year because uh, it's made about a hundred dollars a month the last three months. And it's looking like that's going to continue. So, you know, even at a, even at like, it's just a conservative 30, 30 X multiple, which the site is already probably worth more like 3000 and say 1700. So yeah, I think I really scored. Have you made plans for what you're going to do with it yet? Or you figure like it's just going to put it in the portfolio and sit on it till you can find some time to get over there? Yeah, no, it's a matter of priorities. I think there's definitely some low lying fruit on the site. Um, it's in a, it's in an interesting niche. I think, I think you have a lawyer, a law background, right? You used to be a lawyer. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of interesting opportunities in that space in terms of like lead generation. Um, you know, just my experience generating leads in other financial areas is you can make a lot of money from a little bit of traffic if you can somehow figure out to generate leads for lawyers mm -hmm. uh, insurance companies that kind of thing so at the very specific targeted uh location-based audience it seems like would be the challenge for lawyers because in general we are only licensed to practice in certain places right so you say okay well new york traffic and if i'm doing legion for a california law firm then how that would play out Seems like though there should be some legal services like LegalZoom or these other companies like um, I forget what it's called, but the, the something Rocket. Um, There's just a lot of these yeah. legal products. Rocket Lawyer, yeah. Rocket Lawyer, Legal Shield, LegalZoom. Um, there's also some some somebody in one of the chats on Facebook who saw my video suggested I take a look at like some paper call services. Mm. So you generate basically calls for them and they pay you. I think it's like 20 bucks a call or something. That's pretty good. It seems um, like that would be ideal for like uh, something sticky that would follow the users as they are going throughout the site. Like, do you, you know, you know, like click here for like a consult, like right now or something that pops up over the top. So it's just like, Hey, do you need something right now? And then just have it all over on every page rather than making content around specifically that topic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, um, it's pretty esoteric at this point, but like, I think, um, what was I going to say? Yeah. I mean, I think going back to the location based content, I think is, is a good idea right now. The site has some like Canada specific to BC related content mm -hmm. and the, the paper call service is actually based out of BC. So I was like, mm -hmm. okay, well, that seems promising. And this is expanding on the info content. I mean, there's just a, ton of articles that could be written on in any i mean the site covers law insurance police um you know et cetera, et cetera. And my wheelhouse has been kind of like amazon associates content like buyer intent stuff like um you know best blah 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 for police officers um you know i can write 50 of those articles for police officers lawyers um, judges etc cetera, etc cetera, right so there's I think that's a low-lying fruit too. Um, yeah, see lots of ways the site can be, 
you know, really maximize, monetize better. What do you think prevented John from doing that himself? I don't know. I think, you know, I think he, the site is really interesting in that it, it definitely was neglected. <laughs> no, we all have those. I feel like we all have a bunch of sites that we're just sort of not paying attention to. Yeah. And, and I can relate. I mean, I know I've, I've probably had so many stops and starts and you get really interested in something and then you totally forget about the last thing that you were working on. And I think that's the case with the site. And I know he's an ex-lawyer himself. So I, there might've been some kind of like, I don't want to deal with that crap <laughs> kind of thing, you know, like, so I think that might've been part of it, but I don't know. I would ask John. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can only speculate, but you know, as long as we're here, we might as well. Well, I know that you have a lofty goal for 2021, and I want to say it was a million words. And my question was, is this all for one site, or is this across all of your sites? Uh, across all my sites, yeah. yeah. So it's spread out among, so I have five, five sites now that I want to build up. Um, one big money maker, now three small money makers, and one that doesn't make any money, but should. How are you going to get there? Uh, so this is this is definitely a work in progress. So um, I, 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 have you seen the other big controversy that's been going around in our space right now with the clever ghosts? I I have heard, but for the folks that are catching up with this, feel free to give us a little bit of backstory, and then um, we'll talk about it. Yeah. So clever ghosts um, is a writing service that actually John 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 had recommended to his email list. So I think. A ton of us signed up for it because it was the the uh, the the offer that what was on offer was unlimited unlimited words for like eight hundred bucks a month, right? With a trial period of two hundred dollars a month. So I was like, yeah, sign me up, <laughs> right? Right. Um, I think just yeah, I think they just got way too many people that signed up, and they weren't able to deliver. And instead of reaching out to everybody that signed up and saying, I'm sorry, we're not able to deliver on this. Here's your money back they decided to just completely ghost everybody like true to their name. Right. So wow. um, that's kind of where I am with them now. I, I signed up last Thursday. So about a week ago, uh, eight days ago, I guess, nine days ago. And I've gotten one email from them and yeah, trying to get a refund now. So, um, but yeah, I know like John's blogs, a bunch of the niche website, Facebook groups are just full of people that are super pissed at them and their money back. <laughs> I think in one of John's emails, I saw that Clever Ghost was trying to make right, but that he had decided to terminate his relationship with them anyway, just because of what happened. Uh, and I've heard from some other folks that Clever Ghost has reached out to them and is trying to do whatever they can to try to salvage the relationship. But I mean, for me, having heard about this, I, I can't imagine that I'm going to go and try to work with them anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm going to go back just in terms of my own. I think I'm going to go back to I've had really good success with Upwork using mm. Doug's and a methodology. So Doug, you know, when I, I first found Doug, actually, I think was was around this topic of hiring outsourcers. And his 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 thing is that you put out a trial pro project and say we'll give you a very small fee for a test project to give you good feedback, and then you build relationships with those writers and. And you keep them on at a very, uh, you know, lower rate. So I've been able to get like two cents a word from Upwork consistently. All right. So then, uh, 
So in a million words, it sounded like you were planning on using Clever Ghosts, but that didn't work out. And so then you're thinking about just hiring writers directly? Yeah, 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 Upwork. Yeah, what do you look for in, um, in a writer when you're going through and looking at the potential profiles? Because as I understand it, Upwork is you actually connect with someone specifically rather than just posting a project and then getting um, people to submit uh, their uh, requests to participate. So how, what do you look for and how do you go about it? Sure. So just, I, I just kind of give you um, a specific example of how I've hired writers. So going back to my main site, which is in the education space, um, I'll post, so I, I posted a project that was like, I want to hire 10 writers to write on, you know, this, this topic. And then I, then I would uh, give them a list of topics to choose from. Excuse me. And then basically like, uh, again, going back to the, I'll give you feedback in exchange for, for a, you know, a great article. And, and then from those 10 writers, five or six of them will be great. One or two of them will like ghost you and two or three of them will just be bad. Um, so kind of go from there and then you try to nurture relationships with those, those writers that, um, you know, did well. Yeah, and again, and... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say of the five or six good writers, you know, two or three of them will be like, Oh, thanks for the opportunity. But you know, I am going to need a lot more money going forward. And then there'll be the one or two that will be happy with, uh, you know, lower, lower fees. So. And the writers that you find from Upwork, do you find that they have uh, experience with keyword research or thinking about writing with SEO in mind or, uh, or not? Um, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not super strong on that. I, I more give them a, a template and say, follow this template, write about this topic. And yeah, no, I'm, I, I remember when I was first getting started, I was trying to like, you need to include the keyword mechanical pencil five times in this article about, you know, so no, I, I just find that that just confuses them and kind of um, stimmies their, you know. So. so as far as your content plan then, I mean, you talk about templates and you, you, at this point, I have to imagine you have some sort of strategy that is more than just post as many articles as possible, even though I think that's a valid strategy, certainly. I think John Dykstra shows us all that you can definitely make money just crushing it with content. Uh, but as far as keywords and as far as your templates, can you share any strategies that you focus on in order to try and get things to rank? Sure. Um, it's, you know, I, I do like the just, it's just really, it's a long tail thing. It's, you know, there's, I was doing the KGR for a while. I like the KGR, I like Doug's method. Um, but after a while, you just kind of get, get an eye for those kind of long tail keywords that you think will rank. Um, and then I use keyword shitter a lot, you know, in, the, in just the ABC or the alphabet soup method where I just mm -hmm. go through best mechanical pencil for A, for B, for C, for D. And I just kind of go through that and then just, again, just target long tail stuff buyer intent, long tail stuff. So that's, that's the, that's what served me well. And in terms of the info content, it's still, I'm still kind of learning about that. I like the income school method, like response posts. Um, 